Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, as opposed to our normal rambunctious intro and program, we have a different program scheduled for you. We have an era of culture and sophistication as we discuss our favorite coffees in honor of National Coffee Day. Also, we will compare our coffees to teams who may need a little extra to pick me up to help them through their season. Jason, would you please roll the intro? Welcome to the Fourth and Short Podcast. You're thinking it, and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. Right, welcome in to the fourth and short podcast. Uh, I am here with you, the self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Feltz. Along with me is the Crimson Cowboy, Trent Hemphill, and also the sophisticated, sophisticated cheesehead of the South. Cultured, cultured. So, is there is there a cheese? Is that a cheese plate? A charcuterie uh, board? I can actually give you tasting notes on cheeses, various cheeses. We could discuss that actually on an episode. I think it would be a good episode. I do like yeah. tasting various cheeses. You, you can't go wrong. That's some strong stuff. Um, it, well, we certainly could do a, a I have had a 25-year-old cheddar. The thing was older than me when I ate it. Okay, is the Is that the oldest cheese you've eaten? Yes. 25 years is the oldest cheese. Was it crumbly? Very, very crumbly. And very, very stout and pugnant. Almost to the point of being unenjoyable, but I ate it. Matt, you, it's you like you bite the it greatest... and then it bites you, you know? It's like that. You have the greatest descriptions. I, I, I look forward to recording with you every week just for your vocabulary. I learned something oh, new. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, welcome in. It's week five here, fourth and short podcast, uh, Monday Night Football, currently in a lightning delay for a team that has a roof on their stadium. Go figure. Yeah, that uh, makes a we'll lot of sense. Uh-huh. Well, that's the NFL for you. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on that. That's between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Raiders currently one of two NFL teams that are undefeated, uh, but we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. Uh, well, we saw the return of Brady, not at all what we were expecting to see, at least not at all what I was expecting to see in that game. Don't check out, I think the weather had don't check out coached how Brady played. No, no, yes. the weather had a big factor in that dude, because dude, they dude. were dropping balls. Look at, but look at the defenses he was throwing at him. Like it was packages people haven't ever seen. Dude, Brady has seen everything by this point. He's literally seen it all. We're talking about one of the greatest defensive-minded coaches in the history of football. Yeah. Hey, all I know, all I know is that everybody, as soon as Brady left one Super Bowl, was like, oh, it was all Brady, no Belichick. It's just hey, Belichick's trash. And then all of a sudden he comes back and Brady no. doesn't win by enough. And they're like, oh, never mind, Brady. I'm not saying you're doing no. that. I'm saying no. the the I'm saying the uninter- they- the stew of humanity. The uneducated masses out there said this. The two are complementary to each other. That is why it worked in New England. If you go back and look at their first Super Bowl run, 
Tom Brady's completion percentage in the playoffs was 53%. But he had a defense. Defense wins championships. We've talked about this over and over and over. Belichick needed Brady, but Brady also needed Belichick. Yeah, it's probably why the Packers never make it past the NFC Championship game. They never have a defense. Ever. I mean, I mean, yes, Brady went down and did it in Tampa. But Bruce Arians is no, isn't a scrub. I mean, he's a good coach. They also – wait, they have a great defense. They had a, great they defense had a fantastic defense. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I – Everybody thrashes Brady and thrashes Belichick whenever the, it's the flavor of the month. So they're complementary to each other. They were the greatest head coach quarterback duo ever. Just I deal with trash either one of those men. They are the greatest. Yeah, I'm got, I've, duo. I've kind of gotten to that point. I'm just going. Someone said today though that they said that while Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time on one of the shows I was watching. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's the most talented quarterback of all time. Purely athletic, I would agree with that. We're just well, talking. Brady. Brady's thing is he's a winner. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, he's going to win. And when it all boils down, that's what matters the most is winning, which I will get to later in the segment when we talk about another game that and i even took some screenshots of a couple of post-game comments i'm pretty sure that aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever play the game he is not the best to ever play the game brady is and i even put joe montana ahead of Rodgers, but Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game as far as raw brady, talent he's definitely up there you can't brady brady is the whole package he's got enough talent and athletic ability to do what the quarterback position demands, but he has the mind to yeah. know un, how to make decisions in the game. Exactly. And and that's the thing. Brady his will to will win is better than 999 else's. times out of a thousand make the right decision in a game. And that's that's what sets him over the top. But you I mean what I'm saying though is is during the game the other night you can't really say that the rain was the biggest factor. Because Mac Jones went out there and, in my opinion, outplayed Tom Brady. Totally agree. Totally Mac agree. Mac Jones played well enough to win that game, but in the end, Belichick did not have enough faith in him to go for that fourth and three. So he's yeah. like, well, if we don't get the fourth and three, we lose. If we don't make this 56-yarder, which would have been Nick Folks tied for his career high, then we're going to lose anyways. So I would have given him a chance, but that's just me. They were dinking and dunking all night anyway. So Yep, they were. But you know the, the yeah, I mean your 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 percentages were probably about the same between the exactly. the field goal and going for it on the fourth down. So it is what it is. So anyway, we'll get into all of we'll get into that game again here in just a few minutes. Uh but we want to run through all of these games. Uh some teams uh get their first win of the season, uh some teams get their first loss of the season, um, and a little bit in between. So uh let's uh roll through it. First and 10. Okay, here we go. Let's get into all the games from week five. Uh, starting on Thursday night, the Bengals managed to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat because of the Jaguars and Urban Meyer. And they beat the Jags 24 to 21. Jacksonville 
0-19 since week one of last year. Yep. Urban Meyer coached them into a loss. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with you. And then to celebrate um, that, he went got a lap dance. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Jets get their first win of the season in overtime over the Tennessee Titans, 27-24. to 24. Um. What? Titans are too one-dimensional, especially when they don't have their star receivers. Um, but either yeah, way, they're, they're, I don't know. They everybody in the building knows Derrick Henry's going to run the football, and he still, yeah, still did. Still ran he did. for 159 yards. No, that's what I'm saying. He still did what he did. But I mean, unless they can line him up at, at linebacker and let him go hit some people, they got to figure that defense out because that. Oh yeah, it's it's. They're yeah, not, they not Zach Wilson they're look not good. Built. They're not built like that, uh, like they were a few years ago with the defense. Yeah, they were all over. The Jets' defense was all over Ryan Tannehill, too. Chiefs bounce back this week after two straight losses. They beat the Eagles 42-30. to Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes in this game. Yeah. Did what he needed to do. It'll be all right. I mean, a little, a little, like, the defense is scary. It made Jalen Hurts look like a quarterback, and he's not a quarterback. Yep. Yeah, they let they, thirty points of the Eagles. You you got to be extremely nervous when Mahomes throws five touchdowns and you only win by twelve. Um, yep. Panthers get their first loss of the season. They lose to Dallas at AT and T Stadium, thirty six to twenty eight. Uh, you'll see. Well, we won't see because we're not doing the mailbag today. I only tweeted once about the game and. I said that I was too embarrassed to talk crap. Clearly, I made that tweet in the first half. Um, but I told yeah, I my wife, say, you, you were, were texting us. Halftime, I told my wife, I said, if the defense can turn it up, this, like, we'll blow it out. And uh, now, does she go, uh huh, that's nice, babe? Or does she actually care? No, she actually cares. <laughs> like, she, okay. my, my thing, my takeaway was in the, not at all in the first half until the last drive for the Panthers did Micah Parsons rush the quarterback. And then all of a sudden when he rushed the quarterback, they sacked Sam Darnold five times. We had four sacks coming into the into the game. I mean, yeah. Dude, all here's, I have to say a- is right now, right now, today, Trayvon Diggs is the defensive MVP of the league. Yeah. Oh, he's looked he's great. Well. He's looked great. He's given the he's given the Cowboys that bite on the in the secondary that they've needed. And Micah Parsons has already won defensive rookie of the year. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Fun fact for you: Who leads the league in rushing touchdowns right now? Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be a that's gonna be Didn't a Jeopardy to question. And yes, he's got five. He has five. He's got more than Derrick Henry, and and he is the first quarterback, not. Cam Newton, not Michael Vick, not Lamar Jackson, the first quarterback to have five rushing touchdowns in his team's four first four games of the season. Can can we have any more proof that Adam Gase should never coach in the NFL again, ever? Yeah, he should never we coach also, football again. Period. We also saw a little bit of the old Sam Darnold in the second half of that game, too. Yeah. That's true. Well, when you get pressure on the man, you know, that's what happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joining yeah. Th- joining their counterparts in the Meadowlands, the other team in New York also gets their first win of the season, 27-21 over the Saints, also in overtime. 
Saquon Barkley with the game-winning six-yard touchdown rush to win that game for them. Things are bad. About the, the, we talked about the Giants being the worst team in the NFL, but, I mean, man, there's so many things that happened this weekend that were just like, really? More that, I mean, last week we did yeah. the whole, the whole uh, spot about what we have no idea about. This week just added a brand new wrinkle. We could do it all over again. Still have no idea. Yeah, my uh, speaking of I this, know the Rams are the best team, kind of. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna get that. I mean. Just a minute. Uh, the Browns win fourteen to seven over the Vikings in Minnesota. I saw it. I, I didn't see that game going another way. It was gonna be a Baker, dismal affair, Baker, and they were gonna he's win. Losing money because he's showing everybody how sorry he is. Honestly, okay, I thought it was gonna be a shootout. That Lots game, of points, but. While I was watching that game, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, we just had a discussion about this, whether we would take uh, uh, Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins. And I looked, and they were both, like, the exact same stat line. It was 17 of 30 for 179 yards or something like that. It was literally that close, and they had the identical stat line. I was like, oh, well, they're the exact same quarterback. Nice. Baker Mayfield yeah. missed a wide-open Kareem Hunt in the end zone. And missed a surefire touchdown. He uh, threw behind Odell Beckham on a. He was, I mean, nothing but grass in front of him. So he's. I, I think he's losing money because if I were the Browns, I wouldn't resign him. Well, Browns won Is that game enough, because though? of their defense. Is he good enough? No, they won't win at all. Nah, no. Nah. Good enough to win a division. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Maybe. It's the Browns. That that's a that's a start for him. It's true. Uh, Bears bounce back as well. Justin Fields gets his first win, 24 to 14 over the Lions. That's a recipe yes. for getting a bounce back when yes. you play Detroit. <laughs> I like this. What are you guessing about? Because that means we get to keep Matt Nagy for a few more weeks. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you saw you saw what I sent you guys yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. This is the same. Do we? Same no, we, we, we were process. on top of this. We were on top of this algorithm last year with DQ. We knew. Yes, how this we were. Worked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. we were all over that. So we're gonna, we we're should gonna have made the meme going. first and, and then, gotten credit. And then he comes out today and says Andy Dalton's still the starter. So come on, man. It's man. because Fields, like, what I did Fields do? He, he wasn't great. I'm not saying that he was, but it's just I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like he still what hasn't thrown a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And Bears lose David Montgomery in this game. Uh, no word on if it's season ending. Uh, season ending. No, they said, they, been... they said it should just be a few weeks. Okay, well that's good. I knew I knew there's a possibility it could be a torn ACL, so that's good news for them. Um, we need to have a discussion, and we may get, we'll get to this here in a little bit. But next Sunday night, we're gonna have a showdown that could tell us who the best team in the AFC is between the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, who smacked around as they should the texans 40 to nothing Ooh, they did that's more just two shutouts in three weeks for the bills they have the top defense in the nfl right now and josh allen's playing an mvp level well so who they we're, we're gonna get to that here in just a few minutes I'm, i mean they still shut them out i mean they have they that's, that's haven't played a whole lot okay they lost to pittsburgh week one which they shouldn't have oh, done and i'll be the first to admit that Luke. um they shut out miami they destroyed washington and then they shut out Houston. So, uh, granted, three teams that aren't that great, but they have a soft schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, 
we may never know exactly what the Buffalo is. Um, speaking of those Dolphins, and at this point, I, I think it's safe to say their season's over. They lose to the Colts 27-17. to uh, Carson Wentz gets his first win as a starter since week eight of last year. Not that that means much. Um, the football team has a big comeback in the second half. They overcome three touchdowns by Cordero Patterson and beat the Falcons 34 to 30. Since when did Cordell Patterson become the only thing happening on the Atlanta Falcons? I thought Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley were supposed to be something. Who knows? We can't, and we don't need, the sad thing is we don't even have Dan Quinn to blame it on anymore. It's because it's Matt Ryan. I've said for years, Matt Ryan's not good. I mean, clearly. The year clearly. he won MVP, Dak Prescott should have won MVP. Yeah. Um, in a battle of two, two battles, actually, of NSC West teams. In the first one, the Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21. 49ers lose Jimmy G. Is this? Are, are, did we just see the end of Jimmy G in San Francisco? No. No. They've already said that he he's week to week, and, and Kyle Shanahan thinks he's going to start this week. And, and like what? Like Jimmy G has played well. He played well. Yes, he has. I'm not, I'm not saying could, he should lose his job. There, the I yeah. man, I was high on the 49ers, and I, I don't know. Right here, they're, they're have not. You the, have you seen the stats when it, when Jimmy G is starting versus when he's not? When he's not starting, they're abysmal. And when he is starting, they actually win. Well, I mean, that was when they had, what, Nick Mullins starting last year? So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard whole, to... Whole, diff- whole squad of people. Yeah, yeah. Man. And I don't think, I don't we, don't think we can... Jimmy G's just one of those guys who, like, he just can't stay healthy. He's like Carson Wentz. Like, he's talented. Yeah. He just can't stay healthy. And it, like, I, I feel kind of bad for him. I feel... More, worse for Carson Wentz because I know that he's a good guy. I don't really know if yeah. Jimmy G's a good guy. I mean, he kind of comes off as a D-bag to me, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for him. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, and I don't think we can read anything into the Seahawks winning this game. They have the worst defense in the NFL. Um, they just happen to catch Trent, the 49ers is that Mike with Wazowski a lot of injuries. On the picture in your background? Sorry, I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. totally spoiled. Uh, Tatum and that's Boo also. Tatum loves Mike Wazowski okay. and, and Boo. Okay, sorry. Total them. squirrel. Nothing to do with anything. But continue. Let's keep, let's keep going. Actually, Ashley's heard that. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, in the other battle of NFC West teams, the Cardinals beat the aforementioned supposed best team in the NFL. Rams are still better. 37-20. Rams are still better. Rams are still a better team. Uh-huh. That's what we call a drubbing, Matt. That is what you have up, called Jason. a drubbing. Shut up, Jason. The, the, I don't care. I don't the care. Cardinals did this not, last year. The Cardinals aren't that good. The Cardinals did this last year. When Kyler yeah, Murray, they're not that good. One hit okay, wait, hurt. wait, wait. I'm, the Cardinals, I'm not saying the Cardinals aren't that good. I'm saying the Cardinals aren't that good. No, I'm no. they're, they're a good football team, obviously. Right. But they are not... They did the same thing last year. We were all like, oh, man, maybe the Cardinals are turning the corner. But, but once Kyler Murray, because he's a little man, once he takes a big hit. And a wee little man was he. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Kyler, there's no sycamore tree you're going to be able to climb up into. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. Or the first year. Get that man in a step stool. 
card, depending on what Wait, happens so tonight, Monday night. argument why they're not good is because Kyle Murray isn't tall enough? <laughs> no, it's because he he's reckless. He's reckless, he's yeah. going to get hit, and he's going to get hurt, just like last season. Don't put words he was in our mouth, Matt. MVP, he was playing at an MVP level last year. I'm calling and it like a season. Week 11, he got hit, his shoulder was hurt, he wasn't the same the rest of the season. I would agree. So, I would agree. It, it is it's a matter of time. I, but right now, they've capitalized. Right now, he's the MVP. Right yeah. now, Kyler Murray right is now, the MVP. Is. Right now. Chase Edmonds is running the ball well, and James Conner, that's a great one-two punch there. But I'm going to I'm gonna say this. The, like, MVP to me, you guys know, it's all about value. And yes. number four in Dallas and number 12 in Green Bay and number 12 in Tampa. I mean, all these guys, including Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, they're all proving that they're valuable to their teams right now. Yes. Like, I can tell you this, if Andy Dalton had the same team as Dak Prescott, I don't care how good the defense is. They're not going to win as many games. They're not going to be three and one. They'll lose to the Chargers. They'll probably lose uh, this past week. I mean, it – but – I, Kyler Murray right now, and that's, you know it's a lot for me to say because I don't – Lamar Jackson, MFP, Kyler Murray is actually playing good football and and looking good doing it. And that changed yeah. me to say because, A, he's a Sooner, and, B, he's really short. Wow. Man. But we know in the end, in the end, he will inevitably come up short. Trent, uh, we need to go to a midget wrestling game or wrestling <laughs> match. I think it would be, be a good time. That would be something. Well, the Cardinals are right now, depending on what happens tonight, Monday Night Football has begun. We're about six minutes in. Chargers just scored the first points of the game, a touchdown. Depending on what happens tonight with the Raiders, they could be the only undefeated team in the NFL after this weekend. So we'll see what happens. Uh, in a game. They're uh, overrated. Uh, Raiders are overrated. I mean, I agree. In a game between Aaron Rodgers and an old fat slob, the Packers win 27 to 17 over the Steelers. Nothing more to be said. The Steelers score their first opening drive touchdown in three years and can't do and everybody just Everybody was cheering and, oh my goodness, Dude. he's back. No. So much hope it, was oh, given and then quickly never, snatched away. All I ever saw was the highlights from Big, from Big Ben not doing much. Now I saw him, and I went, oh, no. It's he's so bad. Old. It's so he's bad. Old and he's washed up. And But the worst part okay. is, every time they tried to get a replacement for him, he would pitch a fit, and they'd get rid of the guy, and Mason Rudolph isn't panning out, and Dobbs didn't pan out. Yep. So Big Ben has single-handedly ruined a franchise, franchise that he, at yep. one time, made great. Okay. Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to bring up the whole Aaron Rodgers thing now. If you are not proactive at getting the replacement for your guy, you will wind up like the Steelers are right now. Don't be the Steelers because they're now screwed for the next however many years. You know, they, they're going to because they've got no quarterback, they've got no answer. Now, the worst time to have to get a quarterback is when you're in desperate need of a quarterback. You want to be getting one when you don't even need one yet and then bringing them in and training them up. That's the time to go buy a quarterback. 
right now, when you're going to overpay for draft picks and get trying to get a better position, trying to get it like up in the draft order to get this quarterback, worst time to buy a quarterback. Because if I'm the Steelers, if I'm the Steelers, I'm, I'm, I don't know, like try to make a big free agent splash and trade for somebody that's a backup somewhere. I mean, honestly, at this point, I would, take Cam, I would take Cam Newton over Ben right now. I would, because at, at least Cam can run and get away. I can't believe I just said that. I would take Cam Newton over Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben can obviously I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Hi, the Packers my name may is have Jason. won the game, but we lost Jair I'm Alexander, which hurts us a lot, considering how bad our defense is. Well, all I have to say is this in the words of Meredith Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger, you are the reason I drink to forget. All right. <laughs> we went there. Uh, all right. Uh, closing this out, two more games. Ravens went on the road at Denver, hand Denver their first loss of the season, 23-7. to uh, Broncos lose Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and if he doesn't come back soon, that there goes their season because Drew Locke so, will get it done. What I want to say about the Ravens, I'll get into in the coffee segment. Okay, okay, we'll get there. Uh, and then Sunday night, we mentioned this in the uh, open, but uh, Bucks Brady returns to New England. They win 19-17 to 17, uh, over the Patriots. And Brady, you cost me six points in my spread-picking game. So thanks a lot. Wow. Well, there you have it. Way to go, I Brady. I had the spread big, and they didn't pan out. Oh, I expected that game to be a shootout. No doubt. No doubt. But uh, Brady was hyped. I mean, he was overthrowing guys, and maybe it was the rain partly, but, man, he he threw overthrew some wide-open receivers. Um, so, anyway. All right, well, that's all the games for week number five. Like we said, Monday Night Football is underway. Chargers with a 7 nothing lead. Raiders on the drive. Let's uh, react to one thing for this week. Second and long. Matt, what do you got? One reaction right. for week uh, five. My reaction this week is just what a great week for watching football because of how many close games there were. Of that early set of games, if you're watching Red Zone, you had four, five games on the screen at one time. They were all down to the last play. It was a fantastic week for football. Um, even even games as bad as the, the Vikings and Cleveland, it still came down to the wire. Um, you had the Jets Tennessee game come down to the wire, which I'm actually a little bit ticked off about because it cut into the first quarter of the Packers <laughs> yes, game. No biggie. Did. Yeah, but like you're sitting there and you're like, okay. And then by the time you got to the the Packers Steelers game, the game was you know in the second quarter because the first quarter yeah. went by super quick. Um, and then you had the Atlanta Washington came came down to the end. So did the Giants and the Saints. Um, yeah, it was it was just good games, good games all around. The Seattle uh, San Francisco game, mm-hmm. just yeah. good games. The the Buccaneers in the in the Patriots, yeah, the Patriots, fantastic yeah. football. Everything was close. No, not a lot of blowouts except for Buffalo, uh, kind of ruining that. Well, the Cowboys actually blew out the Panthers too. But yeah, that's why I didn't bring them up. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it Same up. Same thing with that's the Cardinals fine. over uh, best team in the NFL. <laughs> uh, anyway still are no it was it was it was but it was a great a great week and again with a bunch of stuff that left us scratching our heads trying to figure out what we're looking at so yeah absolutely all right anything else matt 
Uh, not really. Uh, okay. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of uh, parts of games. I guess not enough to to make a a full opinion on anything. Uh, other than I was kind of frustrated with the the Titans because I thought the entire time the Titans were gonna win and then they just didn't. Oh, other act reaction actually. Now that I think about it, the officiating is a little sus because it it's seems still so like bad. It seems still like they so throw flags. Bad just to keep teams in the game there was i swear it was in the titans game and one of the other games i'm watching that or maybe it was the vikings game or something they they throw these flags on this defensive pass interference or roughing the passer and you're sitting there going yeah i just don't see it but and it was on a key play like fourth down and a game of first yeah. down or third down and they're gonna have to punt but instead they got a new set of downs really, really suspect on when it was getting thrown. Now, obviously, I don't think that they're trying to keep the games close just for the hay of it, but, man, it sure looked like it. The officiating is just, it's got to, something's got to change. They got to stop being so picky on this pass interference and roughing the passer. You got to let people play at some point, man. Let it let it go. I agree. Uh, my reaction, I'll go first, and then Trent will let you finish it out. Um watching I watched most of that game last night, the Bucks and, and Patriots game. And obviously everybody was focused on uh, Brady, but I want to react to Mac Jones just for a second. And, and Trent, you alluded to it earlier, but for much of that game and especially on the stat sheet, Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady. And I think part of it was because he had to throw the ball. They had negative one rushing yards. That was the only way that they were going to stay in that game against the bucks because they do such a good job of stopping the run but mac now he got a little he got some crazy eyes at the end there and i think that's one of the reasons why belichick elected to go for the field goal instead of the fourth down is because he came awfully close to throwing a couple picks the last drive or two um but he yeah he was he looked good he was poisoned he took some vicious hits after he delivered the ball I mean, just got pounded a couple of times, but delivered the ball on time in the right place. So while the Patriots lost this game, while they may not, and probably at least I have not picked them to make the playoffs this year, um, especially now that they're one and three, they have got a bright future with Mac Jones. I'm not calling him the next Brady, but he will certainly compete in that division against Josh Allen. And, you know, is that next level of quarterback coming up? You don't think so? I think so. I think he's got I the tools. He he's not. He's uh, not going to compete against. Uh, I think he's got Allen. the talent. I think that's the Bills I think, division. I think until he's they got. It's not. I think he's got the coach with Belichick. Is as again. This is. I hate well, okay, the Patriots. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Take Belichick away and put any other coach in there. Do you have the same opinion? No, I don't. But that does not. That's not the same. So I'm not talking about Mac Jones in a vacuum. You're you're talking about a good enough quarterback to get Belichick where he needs to go. Isn't that what Brady started off as? Yeah, exactly. Look, uh, I think they're, that they're totally separate people. I don't think that that Mac Jones. I see Mac Jones's ceiling already. I see how high he's going to go. Right. I. I how with Brady? How? I mean, he's the moon. You you're you're looking at Brady after 20 years. How can you look at Mac Jones after four games and say you know his ceiling already? I don't see, even from that game, 
he was he was good at checking down, right? But that's just it. He was right. he was good at checking down and making the right read. He was a good enough in Belichick system guy. That's what I felt like I saw out of him. I don't feel like I saw some kind of crazy talent that's going to – I mean, for goodness sakes, we watched Justin Herbert after three games last year and went, oh, my goodness, this guy is amazing. The reality is, is that Mac Jones, he's good enough to get you where you go. He's the, he's the chip that's holding the dip, okay? You want to eat the dip, but the chip's just the carrier to get it to you, okay? He's you know? a Dude, okay. So did my you, perfect did you example. You just call Bill Belichick a dip. <laughs> my perfect example of this is a two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback who was absolutely atrocious, and that is Eli Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning was a horrible quarterback. Yeah, he horrible. He was not good. Not good at all. But he's still a two-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Super Bowl MVP, and it's because he had. Eli Manning is better than Mac Jones will be. But that's the thing. At the point in their careers, Eli Manning, where he's at, or his first season, and Mac Jones in his first season, Mac Jones has Mac better Jones, coaching. Mac, better I don't, and Mac I, Jones has that, more talent than what Eli to say, Manning To say, though, that Mac Jones is going to be leading them to some Super Bowls, man, that's a – that's that's still tough. I mean, I think that Eli, I think Belichick's Eli Manning got the on national television when the Chargers drafted him and said, I'm going to go to law school instead. And then they had to trade him to the Giants. Did anybody in their right mind think Eli Manning would lead the Giants to a Super Bowl? Especially well, after, after seeing him play. Super Bowl. No, no one ever thought Eli Manning would win a Super Bowl. You could look at Joe Flacco and say, this dude's got a ceiling and you knew it. You know, hindsight 2020, we weren't doing the podcast back then, but I think it was pretty apparent even back then that you knew how good Joe Flacco was, and that was it. Right, right? but that's the he thing is won a Super Bowl. because because Belichick is so conservative with Mac Jones and because they have nobody for him to throw the ball to down on the field, they haven't – like, dude, I watched Mac Jones in college. If he has the right receivers, he can hum the ball down the field. He can, and he makes smart decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over. If he has a good, solid defense, I mean, the SEC breeds NFL superstars. That's what they do because they are already NFL defense and offensive styles. But not Matt usually, Jones, not usually at quarterback position, but yes, not usually. You're you're correct on that. I, I'm not even going to argue that 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 is very true. But I, like, I'm not saying Mac Jones is a generational talent like I think Trevor Lawrence is, or I think Joe Burrow was, or Justin Herbert even. But we haven't seen what Mac Jones can do because Belichick hasn't unleashed him because he doesn't have the right weapons to. And Until I'm not saying that. Otherwise, my opinion of him is that he is a good enough quarterback. Okay, and, and that. But sometimes that's all it takes because Joe Flacco was good enough. Eli Manning was good enough. They had defenses. What's Belichick's bread and butter throughout his whole career? Defense. So Belichick's going to build that defense. And, and the when Brady really, really got unlocked on offense, Randy Moss. Yeah. Great I was backs. just about to bring that up. When Brady uh, won his first two Super Bowls, he won it on the back of his defense and Adam Vinatieri. That's what I'm saying. Like, Brady's the GOAT. I will never, ever deny that. But that's, that's what I was saying earlier when I said, like, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But that doesn't mean he's the most talented quarterback. Because 
Aaron Rodgers was good enough to overcome a bad defense because he's so talented. Because he's so talented. He's so exactly. talented he can make up for it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying Mac Jones is that. But Mac Jones is good enough that if you put dynamic players with him on offense and a great defense, which the Patriots have already, then it's possible. I True. He's going to he's gonna kind of – I feel like he's going to be – his ceiling, if I had to pick a guy to say that's his ceiling, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins. That's his ceiling. See, I, I would take I would take him over Kirk Cousins now. <laughs> I just because he's younger, but uh, he's but he's gonna be a Kirk you, Cousins. You give Mac Jones, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen, and the and the and the Patriots defense, that dude's slinging the ball all over the field. Okay, well, yeah. I can't wait I, until I he has one good year and everybody starts singing his praises, and you guys try and you know pile on me, and then over the course of his career, you realize, dang, he was just a Kirk Cousins. It'll be a good time. All right, Trent, what do you want to react to? Um, so the obvious reaction for me is uh, the Cowboys defense and, and what looked to be a vintage Zeke. Um, I told y'all the Cowboys were going to put to bed those rumors that he was the second best Last running back left. Last season left. That was the number one defense in the NFL. Last season left. They had given up 130 rushing yards. And I'm kind of liking my, I think Zeke's going to rush for 1,000 yards still. Um, pick but uh, I want to react to Urban Meyer and the Jaguars um, because wow uh, Urban Meyer is a terrible coach sorry I, I just had to think about where I should start um, <laughs> Urban, Lawrence, Urban Lawrence has shown flashes um, and and I, I think it's it's good He's he has said he's getting better every week I think it's very obvious in the way that they're playing. He is getting better every week. Um, but that they lost that game because Urban, I don't know. I don't know if Urban Meyer's first day at training camp, if James Robinson peed in his cereal or what, like, <laughs> I don't know what he did, but James Robinson last year proved to everyone that he's a bell cow. He can do it all. He can run all over everybody. And the last two – okay, so the first two games of the season, obviously the Jaguars were trash, got blown out. James Robinson was a non-factor in those games. The last two, they actually – everybody was like, oh, my goodness, they're going to beat the Cardinals. And if it weren't for one play that shifted all the momentum, they probably could have beaten the Cardinals. Yep, and then, and then you go on to the next week where the Bengals obviously are rolling. I mean, they're, they're a solid team because they have a good defense. Uh, if they had an offensive line, they would be a legitimately scary team. Um, yes. And, and I'm sorry, I don't really like Joe Mixon. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on him. He's, he's good. He's very talented. Uh, but you have running backs all over the league that can I – don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that later. But, or not later, but you know what I mean. But James Robinson has been the best player on the Jaguars team this entire season. And Urban Meyer still refuses to use him like he should. And that, like, when you have a lead like that, A, why are you going to let Trevor, Trevor Lawrence do a quarterback sneak on uh, fourth and one before the half? 
Give it to James Robinson and let him pound his way in there. He's a freaking bowling ball. Like, he'd already scored on a short run or a a six-yard run before that. And, yes, I get Trevor Lawrence is a big, strong guy. But everybody in the building knew they were doing a quarterback sneak. Everybody in the building. Just Urban Meyer, I know you're not going to hear this because you're in a bar somewhere getting a lap dance from some kid. But, like, wow. Used James Robinson like he should be used and like he proved last year he should be used because last year they were terrible and he was the one bright spot on their team. And I'm not even saying that because it impacts me fantasy-wise, but, I mean, I continually started James Robinson because I have faith that eventually they're going to realize that they keep – like he's he's an integral part of the offense and it's going to make me mad when ETN comes back next year and – he goes second on the depth chart because he, he's I think he's turned his feet. Such a waste of talent. I mean, the Jaguars literally yes. found gold in a pile of poo that every team in the NFL wishes they could do an undrafted, legitimate starting running back in the NFL. Thousand yard rusher on the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. You had no, you had Gardner Minshew as your starting quarterback last year. So, yeah. How long? How, what's our over under on how long Urban Meyer lasts in the NFL? Until um, he gets a coaching position in college that he likes. <laughs> so we wait on a Power Five school to. to he's got to go to the Big Twelve then, because he. I don't think he believes in defense. Uh, I think I the remember. Big Twelve is like the Big Two now. Is yeah. there anybody <laughs> left there? They're extending offers since Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're looking for anybody that they can. So, okay. Well, that's our reactions from this week. But uh, as you heard in the cold open, we do want to get a little sophisticated. And so you'll hear about that here in just a minute. Third and three. Last week was I didn't realize this until I looked it up, but last week, Wednesday, September 29th, was National Coffee Day, but apparently Friday, October 1st, was International Coffee Day. So no matter whether you're domestic or foreign, last week was nas- was your coffee day. So we want to uh, compare our... Well, first of all, uh, what's your go-to coffee drink, Matt? Do you have a go-to coffee drink? Plain black coffee that's a good Look, man it's it's i'm at the point in my life that i'm just trying to get my homework done and i usually have something to do about an hour or two hours after work so literally i'm gonna sit down and drink a plain black coffee and do homework it is pure function it's not for enjoyment although you can enjoy a plain black coffee i found that out i enjoy it but every it's day. straight just give me the caffeine put it in my system Form over yep. function or function over form. I'm right there with you. Trent, your go-to. Uh, so if I'm making it at home, black all day. I mean, that's – but I, 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 I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy a nice foo-foo coffee every now and then. And oh, me too. Went to, Star- went to Starbucks. Sure. Or there's a place here in Jonesboro where I live called Shadrack's. Oh, it is the I'm going to open up a competition one called Meshack's. It is the best, the best foo coffee I have ever had, ever. Foo-foo coffee. Well, so uh, just straight black, 
Starbucks, your black coffee is disgusting, by the way. Um, but yeah, Fufu coffee, I'll take it if I'm not having to make it. First time calling out Starbucks on this show. Uh, well, at least you know, folks, that you're listening to a podcast with three men drinking that strong black coffee. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. The darker the better. So, th- that's right. Like Just like our guys, souls. Um, so we are going to, we've picked some coffee drinks, whether we partake of them or not, but we have compared them to a certain NFL team. So Matt, I want you to go first. Give me your first one. Just do one for right now, and then we'll rotate okay. around. But, but what's your what's your first NFL coffee drink in honor of National Coffee My Day? My first NFL coffee drink is actually a ristretto. A ristretto is an espresso that's short-pulled, so it's super concentrated. And that is Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, okay? Because not only is he short – but right now he is packing a punch. Okay, it is strong. It is concentrated down there at the Arizona Cardinals these days because they took down the best team in the NFL in the Rams, and he's playing out of his mind at an MVP level. They're looking good. The Ristretto is Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. So this is a segment full of culture. All right, Trent, what's your first NFL coffee? All I I want to caveat here. I want to go last for the next round. Um, okay. But my first coffee is the very very good americano. So for those of you that doesn't know that do not know what an americano is, it's it is simply espresso and hot water. water. Yeah, that's it. And. The reason I'm choosing an Americano and I am choosing this for the Los Angeles Rams is because espresso by itself is absolutely incredible. It's nice and dark and rich. It's actually got a higher caffeine concentrate. Just chef kiss. (laughs) But like the other night, it can get a little watered down. Oh, I see what you did there. And it can be a little, eh, okay, this is still good. It's hot, and it tastes like coffee. But it's not the good espresso that we know and love. So, see what you did there. the Los Angeles Rams are still, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL. Like a good, hot. Okay, no offense, but I really wish – that the Dallas Cowboys had laid an egg because I could have used that entire bit and then went Americano America's team. That'd have been brilliant. You could have. And I, so I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL, but the Cowboys are the most balanced team in the NFL. I I would agree with you there. Well, we got Jason. Give us a coffee. I'm going to do mine back to back because they're kind of related. So I'm going to go first. Uh, no, cause we'll go with you next and then Trent wanted to be last. So I'll just do my two back to back, get them out of the way. Cause it's not going to okay. take me long. Uh, I'm going to go with the aforementioned classic, bold, dark, black cup of coffee. This just what you want when you're waking up in the morning, what is good at any point of the day, 
what I drink even before I go to bed at night because it's just so calming. It's just a well-rounded cup of coffee. True story, people. It, caffeine does not seem to affect Jason like it does. Me either, dude. Before. I could drink a pot of coffee before bed and sleep. I like same thing. It's all mental. It's all mental for me. Anyway, That's fake news. My all for you, maybe. My, yes. My NFL black cup of bold coffee is the Buffalo Bills, who are rounded number one defense in the NFL. I feel they like have that's a great a offense misleading. led by Josh Allen. Now we're going to find out this week when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense yep. will get scored on, yes. I hope that's a Sunday night game. Be, is that a Sunday night game? It is a Sunday night game. Yes. It is strong enough yep. to overcome Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and company is going to shred that defense. I think that they will. It's going to be a shootout, and I don't think that Kansas City has their act together yet. I think Buffalo will beat them. And so I think that the Buffalo Bills, they're that strong cup of coffee. You just like watching them in the morning. You like watching them in the evening. They're what keep you awake all day long. And we're going to find out next week that they might be the best team Do we have a Bills Mafia hype train going on right now? Uh, You know what? I think we do, actually. Okay, you do. Okay, all right. So you made, you declared know. your allegiance for this year. Okay, I like it. I've always right. I've always liked Buffalo because oh, I'm not saying you haven't, but but to to jump on the train, you know and what? You know what? Fine. Them Super Bowl Fine. champs. I jumped on the Rams train and proclaimed them Super Bowl champs. You jumped on the Bills claim. Okay. Here right, we go. go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. One more bites of dust, folks. We're just waiting on Trent. I don't okay. jump on trains. You know that won't happen. So, and and the reason why I'm going to jump on the Buffalo Bills bold black coffee hype train. Because at any point you can jump off onto a table. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. That's a very That's good. good point. That's, good. That's a That's very good. good point. No, it's because while one of the best things in the world is a steaming, hot, bold cup of coffee whenever you need it, The worst thing in the world is a cold cup of black coffee when it should be hot. When you think it will be hot and you take a sip and you realize this is cold, it's lukewarm, it's got a film on the top when you take a closer look at it. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers because on paper, they should be a great team. They have the names. They drafted Najee Harris. Their defense should be elite and stopping everybody. But then when you take a sip and watch it, it's like it's weak old black coffee watching that fat old slob there trying old. to throw the ball around. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're old. They're a, they're a weak old cup of cold coffee that's been sitting on the counter and it's got little spores of mold growing on top of it oh yeah it is just are you testifying right now yes this is totally i started it last week i told look i'm gonna i've got i've got Najee over here i got my terrible towel there to dry my tears when they come i'm wearing the hat uh but yeah no i'm completely off the steelers for this year it's Buff- buffalo bills i'll be on their hype train if you want to say that i'm on the hype train because the steelers right now are whoa, whoa, a week whoa, whoa, whoa. old you just you hit the, you hit the sound bite yourself you're the one that jumped on you've declared i have declared fine i've declared yeah, that's but that's okay that's, fine. that's why 
So, all right, Matt, okay. who's, who's your other cup well, of coffee? I've got one more, and we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go with a new drink. That'd be a cortado, and a cortado is foamed milk, a little bit of foam milk on top of a shot of espresso. I just want to know how much research you did for this. I did look a little bit, okay? I'm a, I'm a man of culture, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm about that life. You about, you about that life, Jason? Something. Anyway, so as opposed to just drinking just black coffee, we like to get into the more the frou-frou, as uh, Trent would say. And this frou-frou coffee. Frou-frou, foo-foo. foo frou whatever. Tomato, tomato. All right, this one actually <laughs> goes out to your Dallas Cowboys. Now, when you get a cup of coffee and you hit the milk foam on top, it seems kind of weak and disappointing, and there's not really any substance to it. You're like, oh, it's just foam. That's kind of disappointing. And But then after you get through the foam, you hit the espresso, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I was here for. Because the Dallas Cowboys – they have a lot of they have a lot of loud fans. Trent, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit, but just more Cowboys Nation in general. There's a reason I think that there's a lot of memes made about Cowboys fans and how we're always like, We them boys, America's team, yeah. You know, there's a lot of loud Cowboys fans in general, okay? With your popularity also comes some negative side effects. And that's well known and documented in the meme world and basic NFL fandom in general. So, but if NFL, you can NFL memes ID, I hate you. If Super you can <laughs> get past, if you can get past that fluff, that that nothing of substance, and you get down to the actual team this year, this may be the best Dallas Cowboys team I've seen since the Tony Roma era, like. Yeah. Early in the Tony Romo with with, with Dez, it's I mean, this it's could be a legit team this year. I mean, it's actually good, and people may be sleeping on them just a little bit. So that's gonna go out that that drink the uh, the Corrado or Cortado, excuse me. That one goes out to the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of fluffy, a little bit of hype and buzz because of the fans, but underneath it's a real solid team. All right, Trent, finish us out. All right, so I'm going to finish this out. I'm going to start off by reading a few quotes. Oh, boy. Um, mailbag. Yeah, I was going to say, do I need bag. to drop the mailbag? Hit the mailbag. So real quick, um, before I mention the coffee, uh, I'm going to mention the team, and then I'll read a couple of quotes off, and then we'll get into why they are a certain type of coffee. Um, so it's the Baltimore Ravens. That's who I chose. This has nothing to – it's not a good thing. Um, it has nothing to do with them setting some rushing record or whatever, but um, I will read this. And really, this is to Jim Harbaugh. But it's one of those things that's meaningful. It's a very, very, very tough record to accomplish. It's a long-term record, so I'm not going to say it's more important than winning the game for sure. It's certainly not. But as a head coach, I think you do that for your players and you do that for your coaches. And that's something they'll have the rest of their lives. Okay. So, cool. Whatever. Uh, where are we going to go back? Ah, here we go. Here's the other one. Sorry. Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to lie. 
I ain't really care about the record. Not really good grammar there, buddy, but we'll we'll get we'll go beyond. <laughs> um I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about winning the game. Okay, cool. The Raven streak of 100-yard rushing games dates back to Lamar Jackson's first game. Cool. Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Whenever you're in the record books, it's important. All right, so all that being said, the coffee that I am going to pick for the Baltimore Ravens is – and I might mispronounce this, but especially for International Coffee Day, we're going to choose Kopi Luwak. For those of you that don't know what Kopi Luwak is, it's a coffee that consists partially or consists of partially digested coffee cherries, which have been eaten and defecated by cats. Man, are we still what? on this poop thing about Lamar what? Jackson from last year? Are we still on no. this? We know when no. he left to take a dump. We know that happened. This has nothing to do with that. I'm saying that this it's was ironic. the most this was the most Bush League cat poop play that has ever been done in the history of well, not the history of football, but that is Bush League. Uh Vic was mad after the game as he should have been. Like, they were three yards shy of 100 yards rushing. They're up, what, 28 to 7 or 27 to 7? Like, you won the game. Take a freaking knee. It's a record, dude. It means absolutely nothing. You know what does mean something, Lamar Jackson? Winning Super Bowls. If you don't win Super Bowls, then your records meant nothing. They're poop that came out of a cat's butt that have coffee cherries in them. That's what they are. That's what records are. Marquise Brown, for you to say, oh, anytime you're in the record books, what if you're in the record books for most drops, most fumbles, most interceptions? It's not important. None of that crap's important. Ask Tom Brady what he thinks about records. He'll tell you, yeah, they're cool, but guess what? I got seven rings. That's what's important. So they are – I don't even know if the coffee tastes good because I would never, ever drink it. It sounds disgusting, but there wasn't a – I Googled Bush League coffee – and there wasn't one for Bush League. So, Jim Harbaugh, you're a, you're a jerk. Like, you have no respect for the game of football. If you wanted to break it, then break it in re- like break it within the span of the game. Don't do it when every other team in the league would take a knee. I guarantee you he would not have done that if it were against a division rival. Because Lamar Jackson would have had a target on his back when they played again. Yeah, like, he would have. Bush, Bush League. Bush League. And for Lamar Jackson, dude, we know you're lying. You obviously care about records because all you care about is yourself. So Bush League, if you really didn't care, Lamar Jackson, check into a kneel. Don't run the play. Yeah. So your call. So your cat poop coffee. Bush League. Wow. Man, I have learned so much in this segment. I just want to say I have learned so much. I I, I I we we started out though saying this is going to be cultured. I think we went down a notch with the cat poop coffee. I think so too. Although that is one of the most exquisite coffees you can buy. If you're listening to us and you can get this and you want to send it to us to try, I will try the pat, the cat poop coffee. I actually I probably would try it also because uh, I've heard it's really really good. So yeah, I, I have I'm, cat allergies. I'm, I'm okay Do you think I could some? You think that would have any effect on me? So, nah, I'm, I'm, just, Plus, I'm, I'm pretty sure. 
I'm I'm mainly talking about the process of it, obviously with the poop, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's I'm That's sure it's fascinating. Eh, well, Baltimore it? Ravens, your cat hey. poop coffee. All right. I will also what? say that I feel like one of these other low life teams just pick whatever random low life team you want, but I was gonna have an honorable mention and say that they're the coffee that's the coffee grounds at the bottom of my French press. Oh, gross. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's always yeah, gross. Nobody that's likes pretty that. nasty. So no, no. Or, or oh, actually, dude, dude, I thought that the I thought you were gonna go with a with a oh, what's it called? An Irish coffee? I thought you were gonna go with an Irish coffee for the, oh, for the, the Steelers? Steelers. Yeah, uh, put a little whiskey in it. You know, like oh, man, these. I Steelers. might as well. I'm gonna need it. That's bad. Somebody, I should have done something. You know, the worst thing was when you get coffee and have coffee grounds in it. Yeah, that's the worst. But yeah. Anyway, that, actually, a lot true of story. Go. I'll actually that could be the Houston them. Texans. I'll chew oh. those. Like, like, Dude, it's people, kind of there. You've already drank it. I mean, people eat espresso beans. Yeah, I guess, but not when I'm trying to drink it. All right, let's get ready to close this out tonight. Fourth and short. So before we close it out tonight, I, I want to revisit the Buffalo Bills because I, I we've got this big matchup next Sunday night with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're three and one, obviously, right now. Um, I just want to go through their remaining schedule and, and let's let's talk what what they could be looking at record wise. So they have the Chiefs next week. Uh, they're in Kansas City. Are we saying that's a win or a loss? That's a toss up. <laughs> I think, it's a I think so. Let's just say they play at Kansas City next week. They play at Tennessee the week after. Can we say they win and lose one of those games? So they go one and one. Sure. Four and four and two. All right. Then they go into the sure. bye at week we'll seven. Then this is their this is their schedule coming out of the bye. Miami at home in Buffalo. Win. At win. Jacksonville. Win. At the Jets. Win. Home against the Colts. Win. At New Orleans, win. Home against the Patriots, win. At Tampa Bay, toss up. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they could be going into Week 14, 10 and two, yep. against Tampa Bay. Then yep. they finish against the Patriots, uh, or the uh, Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, and Jets. So I mean, this what could a be joke. a. Honestly, this could be a thirteen see, or fourteen. I don't see the Patriots taking either of those games from. I think they'll play them closer than they should, but I don't think the Patriots will take either game. We're looking at a thirteen and four, fourteen and three, maybe a fifteen and two team right here. It's now that may be suspect be just because that train. is an easy schedule, but man, did you look it, at the schedule before you hopped on the hype train? I did. Did it have any? Did it have any influence on you hopping on the hype train? No, because I was already liking what I. Yeah, I know, I know. You I know, knew, I know, I know like you knew I've been high on Buffalo since last year, so it, it is what it is. But I, I, we like we like Buffalo, so we'll see what happens next. Week. We'll be watching bills. that game. We, we'll be watching that game next week. Well, you've heard it all tonight. Cat poop coffee. Go go to your local Starbucks and wow somebody. Get one of these foo foo coffees, as was said before. So, gentlemen, any closing words? Cowboys are the most balanced team in the NFL. Uh, send me, send me, send me the cat poop coffee. If you're listening, send it to me. I want to drink it. I will drink it. I volunteer as tribute. 
Matt can have wants it. to drink cat poop coffee. All right. Follow us on yeah. Instagram, for the short pod on Twitter, fourth and sh- underscore fourth and short pod. Uh, Mattman 18, Jason Felt 6, Hemp Daddy 12. We will see you next week for week 12. We'll see if it tastes like Lamar Jackson. Not that I know what it tastes like. We'll see if it tastes <laughs> like the river. I don't know what the river Oh, wow. No, Matt, you're not allowed to taste Lamar Jackson. All right, everybody. Peace out. That got real weird real quick. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 4th and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at 4th and Short Podcast.